Okay, all flight controllers, gonna go for power descent. Retro? Go. Fido? Go. Guidance? Go. Control? Go. Telcom? Go. GNC? Go. Ecom? Go. Surgeon? Go. Capcom, we're go for power descent. <laughs> okay. That is awesome. That's how you go to the moon, I guess. <laughs> wow, that's how you start our podcast, I guess, too. And overcast. Yes, this is Apollo 13. I mean, episode 13 of Up and Overcast, the apparently never-ending story of two geeks of a certain age getting to know each other after 25 years of friendship, a time spent mostly separated by most of North America. I'm Scott Horn, and he's William Cooper or a fur dragon. I, I get them confused. No, I'm, I'm just happy to see you. <sighs> You can see me. Oh, that I'm in trouble. <laughs> how's you doing? How's it? How's it doing? It's doing great. It's been <laughs> a it's been a hell of a day. Um, just a nonstop go fest. Oh as yeah, it me seems, too. seems to be lately. But uh, I'm pretty pretty up for it. I think most things were successful today. I just really hoping tomorrow has a lot less things in it. Yeah, right. That's 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 exactly how my day was too. Today, just one after the other, and then this crazy, stupid, I mean, uh, the highlight of my day, this podcast. Right now. Yeah, right now. Me too. Hopefully my wife didn't hear that. Um, I mean, one of the highlights of my day is the podcast. Can I sleep in your basement tonight? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody can sleep in my basement. (laughs) First of all, there's no horizontal surfaces. (laughs) <laughs> oh well yeah it's very pointy in here <laughs> or lumpy okay pointy, pointy and lumpy well there we go yeah. there's our title um yeah crazy crazy busy day here too uh it's one of those days where i think it was uh i was working 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 and then you texted me like uh, we do a a no go no go no <laughs> what is wow this is going to be a great episode. <laughs> Take it right off the top. We do a go, no go. And About you an hour me. before, yeah. Yeah, you texted me and I, you shocked me. You were like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? It's like two in the afternoon. Like, oh, no, it's not. I better go eat. <laughs> Good thing I pinged you then. Yeah, slept through the alarm this morning, which is always fun. To wake up, we have one of those alarms that goes off. Once and then it goes off, it goes off once and it goes off in five minutes and it goes off in two minutes and at one minute. So you, I woke up and it was just like nonstop going off and it had been 15 minutes. I'm like, what the? Is there a point at which it gets up, leaves the room, goes into the kitchen <laughs> and then goes off really, really, really loud? Yeah, it should. It should. Maybe there's an update. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got any uh, follow up for us? I do. I I have a a. Uh, it is. I thought about texting you this, and then I thought it would be funnier to to mention it. Mm. And I'm going to be as tactful with this as possible. So, the last podcast. This is episode twelve. Uh, during the music and rearview section, mm-hmm. I I <laughs> I began to feel um. 
like there was some sort of medical problem I was having, which which was a sort of um, burning sensation in, um, shall we say, the um, the region down below. Hmm. Maybe that's an effect of the uh, <clears throat> FNAF fan music. It might have been. It just kept getting worse and worse. And once we stopped and I, I was ready to go, I was like, oh, wow. Wonder what that wonder what that is. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll go uh, check, see what's going on, because some, something is not right. Hamsters? And <laughs> well, I, so I went to the uh, facilities and uh, examined myself, and I, <laughs> I peeled off this little thing, this little red thing. Mm. I'm like, what the heck is this? Is this, is this something horribly wrong? For dinner that night, I had had Thai salmon with slight slivers of chili. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and you weren't using a full-body bib. <laughs> Guess not. I somehow had gotten a slice of chili, hot, hot chili, <laughs> uh, at the end of my um, business. And it was slowly burning hot. me. <laughs> yes, it is. It was slowly burning me from the outside in um, as we finished up the FNAF fan music. I'm like, oh, I'm just uh, uncomfortable. And then I was packing up like, oh, this is not good. Something really, really bad is going on. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to share that with posterity. Anyone who's listening, who listens back to episode 12, you know, toward the end, if I feel like I'm just a little like, yeah, that's a, well, that sounded, yeah, that sounded good. <laughs> What's the music? Yeah, it's good. Good stuff. Um, it's because there was a little something going on, but I'm a podcasting professional, so I just sort of, you know, rolled with it. Excellent work. Yes. Thank you. I'll just assume that's happening every time now. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm sort of, I liked it a little bit, so now I just, I just slather myself in, in chilies. Before I start the uh, the uh, episodes, that's you know build up your resistance. <laughs> yeah, um, I have that to to say as a follow up. Um, I also wanted to share that we have our first fan book, fan fan book. Oh my god! What seriously? I'm I'm. <laughs> it's up to you. You have the podcast. Is it? Is it midnight where you are? I I don't know. I if I, I haven't been drinking. I don't think. <sighs> we have our first Facebook fan post. Mm. Mm-hmm. Showed up unexpected. Mm-hmm. Misun misinterpreted and apparently yes. dropped out of nowhere from another another space and time. Yes. Very very excited. And, and uh, who who's our new fan? Um, it's some woman I know. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know you know her well, or yeah, we used to live together. Oh, I said like it's it. about for about twenty years after she birthed me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, <clears throat> and she's so clever that we didn't understand what she'd written. So that once you got that sorted out, that yeah. Yeah, got some did. context applied. I think we figured it out, but it was great. It was great to get some feedback, and it was. And I, I find so thanks, it really, Mom. I find it really charming that when I make a Facebook post, 
the two people who I, I guarantee will like it every time <laughs> is your mom and your dad. <laughs> Each time I get well, a response. I think my dad's just coming along to me to it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it's he like, doesn't oh, want to be outdone nice. in, the, in the praise department. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So uh, I wanted to bring that up too. <clears throat> um, so the other... <laughs> The other thing I was going to mention is that um, listening back to the uh, to last week's show, and I noticed that I'd mentioned that we record on Tuesday night. Unless, of course, we don't. <clears throat> Unless, of course, we don't. But we normally do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I got a, I don't know if you saw this or not, I got an email from uh, from Luke Pez. Mm, no, I, I didn't see that one. Tell me about yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, he he's confused because... He, I mean, he's an avid listener, and he he gets his podcast downloaded every Friday. Mm-hmm. So he was wondering why it takes so long to put this piece of art out there from Tuesday to Friday. So I was gonna just just explain a little bit about what we do. Good. Um, I'd like yeah. to know. Yeah. Well, it's 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 kind of complicated. Um, we record in separate places. Uh, and then, uh, what you don't realize is that, uh, the internet's a confusing place and all the words, um, come over to you <laughs> randomly. <clears throat> and to reorder them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. At the end of the show, you have to remember what they are and you have to reorder them. And that, that means if the show isn't funny or it rambles or it's, it's just if. not interesting, it's just because you forgot how it went. If. If. If it's any of those things. Yeah. Okay. It's perfect otherwise. So it's mm-hmm. just it's so uh just that happens <clears throat> rare occasions when those conditions are are true. Right. Um so that takes you quite a while and then you have to glue it together and let the glue dry, right? So Right. That happens there. So uh then I think you uh, we found this courier on Craigslist that you use to send the file over to me cuz you can't trust the internet these days. So um Courier lands in Seattle and has one of those uh, locked briefcases and, and delivers a it to bike. me. Yeah, little flexi bike. Um, I get it. I just check out everything to make sure what it is, and then I write a few, you know, hundred pages <clears throat> about our podcast, which goes to legal. They cut it down to a few paragraphs. So most of the claims I'm making are would get us in a lot of trouble. Then I uh, I take the file and I drive over to Apple, and I meet with Tim Cook. You arrange for some kind of a delivery mechanism hookup. Yeah, yeah, and we listen to it together. He has to. Thing you may not know is every podcast that goes into iTunes, he has to approve. Then that personally. can add forty eight hours right there. Right. Really. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, There's at least to... a dozen podcasts on. Yeah, I think so. I think I think this week they hit a dozen. So, wow. yeah, and then it uh, goes into the iTunes warehouse, and um, I'm not sure what happens to it after then. He, he doesn't tell me. So, uh, and then somehow they, the Apple people, they contact your phone, uh, everybody's phone, one at a time, and uh, just give you up an overcast. Mm-hmm. So I just want to share that. That's that's why it takes us from Tuesday night. Uh, we don't have a job. So this is all we do. We just record on Tuesday night. It takes till Friday to post the thing because of all this stuff, and then we sleep. Yeah. When 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 would we do something else? I'd... Right. 
then we go to sleep and then we wake up and then podcast again. So I just want to share that with everybody, just uh, just so we're all clear on the, our process and you know the the level of effort and passion and love that we put into um, uh, this production. Yeah, and it, and you know, and the technology makes it possible to get it out that fast. Right. I mean, if you cast back ten years ago, the last time uh, podcasts were popular because we were doing one, they uh, sometimes it'd be two weeks after the right. recording before that thing got up because you that's know, right. The words were a lot harder to assemble. Mm-hmm. The glues weren't as good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean they've they've really come a long way with internet glue mm-hmm. since we did it. So uh, yeah, I just want to clarify that. I'd, I'd listened back and just thought, oh man, I know we're gonna get letters, and we did. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I just wanted to share that as well. Um, Got it. <clears throat> so there's one other piece of 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 biz that a biz, I, eh? a biz that I was going to tell you about, just very very briefly. Is it something that made me laugh over the weekend? And I know you can appreciate it. And uh, I also, the minute it happened, I told her, I'm going to mention this on the podcast. Joe and I, my lovely wife, driving around, I start singing, for some reason, The Glory of Love. Do you know that song? Like a knight in shining armor from a long time ago. Hate the song. Is it a duet with... Peter Shortera and it is okay. Wow. So we're, we're driving along and she's like, Oh, I know that song. And she started singing it too. And so here, this is marriage in a nutshell. She turned to me and she said, who does that song? I said, without a second of hesitation, Peter Shortera. And she said, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, wrong answer. I said, Okay. <laughs> like I don't know what to say then and we stopped somewhere and she looked it up and she's like oh it's Peter Cetera I'm like I, I know <laughs> she was so sure I'm like I said why would I even just I answered I wouldn't go well I think it might have I'm like Peter Cetera I know for sure nope you're wrong oh <laughs> um, well I, I hate to be a stereotype, but I I find that that is true that um, that a a husband is wrong. <laughs> well, that's probably probably if you, true. If you look up the definition in the dictionary, <laughs> probably it's the husband person who is wrong. I just find it funny, and I and maybe it is the case in just in, in most relationships that that it, if someone else had walked up, she'd walked up to a stranger and said, "Who sings Gloria Love?" And they said, "Peter Cetera." She would have been like, "Oh." Wow, cool. <laughs> like, what is it? Why am I not? Or right? at the very, <laughs> the very mo- most would have been was, are you sure? Right. <laughs> yeah. But it just made me laugh because it was absolute, like, shut me down. Nope. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing anybody's ever said. Stupidest thing I've ever heard. You are done talking. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I just wanted to okay, well, share that little bit of relationship. I guess my moment. basement's available when you need it. Yeah, this is a because rough one for me. Always, <clears throat> I don't know. You just—I think you always go out of your way to get yourself in trouble. I might with with, with your lovely wife on this. Well, I'm just on this thing. I'm, ho- I'm hoping she'll come on the podcast. Oh, this is a taunting, a goading yeah. on. 
if I keep talking about her like this, eventually she'll have to come, come on, on the podcast. Just to go, just to... no. Right. <laughs> right. So the gauntlet is thrown down, <laughs> Joe. Uh, that's all I have all for right. uh, follow-up. Do you have anything? Anything? No, I think that does it. All right. Well, let's move on to our first little topic. So, I saw a thing. So, I didn't see a thing is the point of this uh, saw a thing segment. You didn't see a thing. I Hmm. didn't see a thing. Okay. I have been a big fan of Mythbusters since the first episode. Now, they're in their, like, final season. It's like the 18th. 18th, yeah, I think it's something 18th, like yeah. that. Something like that's that. That's a long run. Yeah, yeah, and I've watched, I've wa- I watched the first. I, I was, it was weird. I, I, I saw the first episode. I just happened to turn on the TV and was browsing through. God, eighteen years ago. Um, and caught the first episode. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And uh, I've watched it ever since. Been a big fan. Their final episode was this last weekend. And I cannot watch it. Hmm. It is sitting on my TiVo, and I can't bring myself to watch it. And this is not the first time this has happened. Joe and I used to, we kind of fell in love with this show called Flying Wild Alaska. It was a reality show about a family who were bush pilots uh, in Alaska. Really amazing, interesting stuff. Airports. That sounds really and, cool. Yeah, it was. it's really great. Um I recommend it to anybody. It's super, super cool. Uh, you know, old airplanes and pipers and, and flying and landing and all that stuff. And they decided it, <clears throat> and because they wanted to move on to other things. And Joe and I looked at that last episode on the TiVo for a year and then finally deleted it. We still have not watched it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I just find this behavior very strange. It's a sweet sorrow you're not willing to partake in. I guess not. I, and for me, maybe it's like, well, as long as I don't watch it, it's still going on. <laughs> I can still move these little marionettes around anytime I want. There, there's still stuff out there I haven't seen. Um, and I've done it with other shows, too, where it's like I've, I've taken months sometimes to, to watch a show that I'm really into. Yeah, it, I can understand the reticence. I mean, they usually don't. It's such a hard thing to do to end a show, especially if you're deciding to end it and you decide to do final episodes. Mm-hmm. Right. That you're trying to stuff so much in and it, um, it's hard for it not to end up being a letdown for the fans if they do watch it. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, how is, can you, how can you too, live yeah. up to a finale? Yeah. That's been building for 18 years. For 18 years. Yeah. Um, so I haven't, I have not. I haven't watched it. I, I've got to, um, <laughs> I have to bring, I'd like to see it. I'm really interested. I like the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I'll ever, it's just sitting there. And every time I think, oh, maybe I'll watch some TV, I look at it and I'm like, no, 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 not that. Yeah. Like my, my kids were well into it. Um, about five or six years ago, mm-hmm. they, yeah, they, they loved the show a lot. And we, whatever season was current, then we, we watched, uh, several times. Um, 
but then we kind of got into Top Gear, and that kind of took its oh, place right. for us right. for a long time. And then when Top Gear ended, it didn't really, its last season really wasn't that good, to be quite honest. I mean, it just felt, you could feel like like they were, you know, stretching, that they, they, they just weren't, their hearts weren't in it really anymore. Now, is that over, or is that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the the one with the original cast, those the three guys. Cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they, they've started it up again, and the th- three guys who were doing Top Gear are about to start a new car show on Amazon. Oh, um, that's right. I did see that. Right, yeah. but there is a Top Gear coming back at the same time as uh, the three guys from the old Top Gear start their new show. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so uh, I just... I, I spent the weekend just thinking about this and you know the other piece of this i i don't when it comes to books um i'm not not sure how you feel about kindles and regular books but i i uh i didn't i wasn't really an avid reader until i got a kindle and now i read all the time i read tons of books you mean all the time. even as a youth i guess i imagined you just consuming Probably much more when I was younger, but I think about the time that, you know, um, that I, <laughs> probably about the time that I realized girls existed, uh, I, yeah, I just sort of like went away from it and I'd read every once in a while, you know, in my thirties and, but the second I got a Kindle, I just like in, um, which is also interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure what the difference is, but. I think it's just the ability to hold this thing in one hand and, and just, you know, the convenience of it. Yeah, and but, it reads like a book. The, it, right. You're talking about a traditional Kindle with with an e-ink screen. Right, yes. Yeah, I think that's a very pleasant reading experience. It really is. Um, um, I've tried doing it on iPads and things with, you know, backlit screens, and I really don't like it as much. I don't either. I don't either. I know a lot of people that that read the, with the Kindle app on their phones or their iPad. And I cannot. Yeah, you get an eye fatigue pretty easily, mm-hmm. but that e ink yeah. is really good. Yeah, right. Um, and then when when I you know I'm I'm excited to finish a book, <laughs> even if I love the book or a series of books, mm-hmm. I get down to the end and I don't just go with the last chapter. I don't say I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna read that chapter. I'm not gonna read that page. <laughs> I'm like yes, done, click. Well, that's because you only had a, oh, you know, three-day to two-week investment. That must be it. That must be it. Yeah. But if you were reading something that took 18 years to read, you'd probably be a little... feel a little differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have solved my problem. But, um, yeah, I, I, think, I think there's a larger... I think it's a larger thing of just, like, I don't like things to end. <laughs> so I try to avoid endings uh, as much as possible, which is, you know, probably why I've never broken up with anyone before. <laughs> no, I, no I, I, um, I I don't have that particular thing. I, I enjoy a good ending. Mm-hmm. Um, um, wait, wait, what are you saying? <laughs> when things end, it's just a chance for something else to start. It's just... <laughs> this is how I find out? I, I don't miss... <laughs> And <laughs> uh, Mythbusters in particular, I will probably enjoy watching the ending to remind myself of 
the things that annoyed me so much about the show. <laughs> you have a different, a different feeling. Well, about it, I think it's, it, you know, the guys that did that show and all the cast members and the things they did were great. I just think almost every one hour episode had 20 minutes of content, mm-hmm. which is fine. But I just wish the show had been produced by a different network. Right. Because it just felt like you're just being totally handheld with the, the and the, basically the voiceover. Yeah. Yeah, you don't like the voice. There's the a guy. guy telling us what's going to happen. <laughs> Watch what's going to happen when Adam does this thing. And then they'll go to commercial and come back and I'll say, okay, remember when I told you this was going to happen? Well, now this is going to happen. And then it's just 40 minutes of telling me what's going to happen and what just happened and 20 minutes of things happening. Right. It actually, you know, as a longtime viewer of the show, it, it, it got... It went through this bell curve, so it got worse along those lines. Mm-hmm. And then the last um, two seasons, they pulled everything back and they started to focus more on the build. And here's what I'm doing on the build, and this is what this is. Oh, this won't fit together. And that was a lot more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. They definitely hit this this peak. Um, and I remember one season they they had a whole season where. And I read later they changed the they they changed I think they fired the producer and changed the producer where they focused on the arguments between uh, Adam and Jamie, and it was just like ugh, just a reality show of like oh, and they are yelling at each other. <laughs> it's like I don't care about this. I I want to see something blow up or I want to know if you know. If it my got, it got wallet a little, will stop got a, a little bullet. too um, MTV reality showish. Yeah. yeah. So I, I definitely hear that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it got a little better toward toward the last few seasons. But um, you know, I only have experience probably with that that one style that was going yeah. on for a couple yeah. of years. Uh, well, maybe it went on longer, but that's a couple of years that I experienced the show. Yeah, and well, I uh, I was never also a fan of the logo. It was, just, oh, it was the, a real turnoff for me. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Yeah the 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 brush rusted uh, metal. Um, yeah, yeah. In, in, covered in shit. Uh-huh. I, I, it's just gross. It's just gross. <laughs> wow. I, and I is... don't understand what it has to do with myth busting at all. The, the, the imagery of that doesn't speak to the title in any way, shape, or form. Oh, you know, it's, and the funny thing is I had to go look at I, I'm I, I'm looking at it right now because I can't even. This is how much it doesn't register in my brain. I'm like the <laughs> logo. I look at it now. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I yeah. see it. Yeah. Well, it's like you're welding, I guess. <laughs> you, I you you weld in in a sewer. I well I I don't Ninja Turtles do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some precedent for that. <laughs> I don't think we can use any of this. I've just been way too harsh on these poor people. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good that, uh, I mean, I think that there is, I think it's a good point. And I think that mm. many, and I, I'm, I, I watch Discovery Channel shows a lot. And that's the style. Yeah. You know, those shows on Discovery and, and, and even science, 
have that feeling of just right. I, I just always did feel that it was the network that was producing it that was yes. the deal, and not and not the uh, the, the cast and the right. guys who who brought the content who were coming up with with that right. part and, of it. And they coined that term uh, edutainment um, mm-hmm. years ago, and that, that's kind of what it is. It's like you know, um, not a lot of hard science and just a lot more sort of uh you know a little bit of walking you through things a little bit more than maybe that you know some people would want but um and making yeah. sure there's a gross out <clears throat> angle in it because that brings in <laughs> a certain group right of people right right yeah i mean you got to play to the to the uh to the ratings and and they did not do that the last couple of years <laughs> they switched away from the formula and they lost all their ratings and then they were canceled so <laughs> just goes to show you that maybe the the mass people uh, want something different than uh, what we like. But, All uh, right. Yeah, one of these days, and uh, I'm not. This is going. This is just a a p- perhaps a um, teaser for the future. One of these days, I would like to do an entire episode just on space stuff, because uh, there's some exciting things happening that I uh, would like to talk to you about at some point that I've been reading and seeing so a futurism episode yes yes the future now i think that would be fun that would be good yeah so uh yeah that's about it i just uh i'm just struggling with trying to figure out why i have such a problem with transitions which (laughs) which i do um and uh, here we are now um having trouble transitioning you'll just leave this hang out there i think why don't we try that Ooh. That sounds like it might be cold. Let's try. All right. Well, that was uncomfortable. Um, why yeah, don't we move like on to that. our next uh, topic? Okay. The word of the week. The word of the week is a what? new segment. I've never heard that bumper before. No, nobody has. Oh, my gosh. Even the person who recorded it. <laughs> no. Wow. Okay. So what sort of thing is that? It's a word mm-hmm. that we have and we put out and then make a discussion around it. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, are you ready for me to share this week's word with share you? Share that word. Hobbies. Hobbies. Past, okay. present, possibly future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guy who has hobbies. Well, you know, I I probably I used to have hobbies. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to determine what a hobby is. Yeah, that's part. I think that's part of of what of what I would talk about about hobbies because uh, I don't know. I think for both of us, hobbies and careers kind of manage to meld together a little bit in some degree. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean we, what, did, we didn't become international rock stars. There was no. that hobby, but you know, right, right. Um, can't have everything. <laughs> right. I guess that was a hobby. Yeah. I, it's just interesting that that word because it's like you know I I I play video games. Is that a hobby? No, it's really something I I do. But what like you know what sort of hobbies are. Um, I mean, I, I would say that, you know, in the past, uh, when I was a youth 
as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, a hobby of mine might be, um, you know, I, I was big into to Dungeons and Dragons for a while, which should be no surprise to anybody. Yeah, I was fascinated by first hearing about that. I, I heard about it completely out of context in uh, early high school, I think. And I didn't, there were just people talking about, you know, orcs and spells and mm-hmm. levels and stuff. And I'm like, is this a place you go and <laughs> put on well, costumes or something? Because it I, sounded I, so real when they were describing it. And to this day, I've never played. I have played, but I had the exact same reaction when i first heard about it i was like i don't know if i want to go somewhere and dress up and stuff <laughs> people were like you don't know it's not that and there <laughs> there are books and there's dice and that was exciting and math oh the, well then i was out this <laughs> sounds like the world's hardest card game <laughs> and for some reason i am just completely impossible at card games <laughs> well i think you're you're safe as long as you you don't want to be a the dungeon master, because that's the guy who's got to like you know you roll bring the game table really bring, yeah. yeah. Um, but I I you know I I used to play that. That would be a hobby of mine. Do you think that um, was the first one you had? No, first hobby you I, had. No, no. Uh, the first. <laughs> I just remember this. I have it in my basement. Actually, the first hobby I really got into. I'm was scared. Stri- <laughs> was string art okay do you know what string art is no well you could buy these patterns and you 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 had a uh, a board covered in felt Um, pins and then you run it around like it was like spirography Mm -hmm. looking thing that's it oh very geometrical very brainy yeah yeah i uh, was really into that wow uh for a long time and i have a sailboat downstairs Ooh. Uh, <laughs> that I made <laughs> string art when I was very young. Um, that That's a marker for something. Yeah, it sure is. I don't know what. It's a marker for not having any any dates for <laughs> <laughs> for twenty years. But <laughs> yeah, my first hobby was very um, very much more uh, dumb Neanderthal. Yeah, um, what was it? Um, little HO scale slot cars. Oh, yeah. And a little, little two track grooved track, and you put the little mm-hmm. cars on, and you had a little controller that juiced up the amount of electricity that was going to the track so the car could go faster and slower. Yeah, I knew him well. My dad got me a set when I was like five. Uh, oh, wow. But, and I, this is one of my earliest memories. And my uncle and him set it up in my room but then wouldn't let me play it because after they set it up, they decided it was, I was too young. (laughs) (laughs) How convenient. (laughs) But by the time I was 12, I was well into it. It was kind of a bit of an obsession. Um, That's the same year I broke my arm um, jumping out of a fort and a guy tripped me and I fell and broke my arm on my nose. Oh, wow. Um, and so I didn't even know your arm was connected to your nose, but... <laughs> it was very briefly, long enough oh, to break. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And <laughs> well, I'm lying in the hospital bed after getting the broken arm set, and I'm kind of in this drug-induced state. Um, I dreamt that I would wake up and be gifted a dozen Aurora AFX slot car sets. <laughs> I remember oh, that wow. dream. It happened very... I had the dream many times after that. Um, wow yeah we uh 
I remember my friends, all of my friends had these had these slow car sets. For some reason, they I I I would ask for things for Christmas that would just never show up, and I I never really understood it because they weren't more expensive than the things I was getting. There were just certain things that I was never they were on my list forever and never showed up. And that that was one of them, but um, <laughs> well, I think maybe they could see Money Pit. <laughs> yeah, they could. Yeah, the first things... hits, the first hits affordable, but you know, the, then he's going to need a special table for it, <laughs> right. and then we're going to be buying cars and more track yeah. and yeah, yeah. My I was really into Hot Wheels though, mm-hmm. uh, around that same age, and we would uh, do double elimination tournaments. We had just huge amounts of cars and we would set them up and set them down at the same track and uh just determine who is the the winning car we'd spend an entire afternoon (laughs) doing that again very weirdly mathematical um Mm -hmm. and brainy but um i remember that really well um what's i gonna say about the cars my dad tried to later and when i was maybe 12 or 13 he tried to kickstart a train hobby in me. Ooh, and it, I think he started a little late. He did. That's exactly what happened. And I was like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> What's this do? It goes around the thing and you can buy, you know, stations and like. So clearly he wasn't worried about the money sink thing because the trains are way worse. Right. Than right. Cars. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I think he started too late because by then I was like, uh. Don't really. It's great that we're doing this together, but I, I don't mm. really understand why we're doing this. And you know, I think maybe he was, maybe he got was like, "Well, this could be great. I could get into this." And you know, you mm. buy a little, a little, um, you know, little, look at the station here. It's different from the station over here. I'm like, I can't. I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. No, that's a thing for when you're eight and when you're sixty. <laughs> yeah right so a couple more years we're gonna be well and we're gonna be into it man right we'll be going right. to train places yeah um but as i grew up and i i think you had a similar experience we get into the hobby that ended up making making a career yes absolutely the personal and home computers happened mm-hmm. yes that was it and that was it for that me. was it yeah. yes me too and that's all i did yeah and then we yeah. were ready for later when Bill Gates came along and made sure the computers were dumb and hard enough to use to guarantee right. lifelong careers for us. Right. Yeah. Uh, I really should thank him and send him yeah. a thank you card or something. Yeah, I know. Cause, uh, yeah. No one knew how to use any of that stuff. I remember, you know. Right. It was, a, it was, it was like magic that you could figure this stuff out yeah. because you'd mm-hmm. spent the last five years just reading all about it and, tweaking it and doing all this stuff and then suddenly for some reason every business decides there needs to be one of these on every desk yeah and nobody knows how to use them and somebody's got to show them how and that's the track my career took really was yeah and mine too it was very very um problem solving and uh right you know i i think and i i think i've thought about this a lot over the years and what all of that fiddling really taught me was how to think and how to figure stuff out. Yeah. And so, you know, I, it was the primary skill I think that, yeah, that that made this work for us. 
in my job right now, you know, I I often am asked to learn new languages or new tools or whatever, and it's it's usually fairly simple because I know how to go about thinking. So I I sort of know how things fit together. Everything fits together pretty much the same way. It's just different ways of, you know, mm-hmm. explaining it. And right, you, once all, you compartmentalize, you figure out, well, this is this type of thing. So it goes yeah, here right. at this part mm-hmm. of the chain. Mm-hmm. And once you exactly. figure out that, just just like in the hardware and networking side of it, I come from, and the software development side that you come from, those those are similar skill sets, mm-hmm. and the patterns emerge and. Once you're on your seventeenth iteration of that, it's it, it's it's rare that you come across something that's really truly new, right? Yes, and yeah, and I think all, all those you know all those years of just kind of fiddling around with things is what really, really taught me uh, how to do it. And I was I was lucky. My you know my parents supported this, and I had a ton of different you know personal mm-hmm. computers throughout the years of different you know. Uh, platforms and some apples and some Sinclairs and yeah. you know then of course we both ended up in the Amiga so uh, mm-hmm. and then somehow yeah. still managed to be allowed to participate <laughs> in the career <laughs> yeah that's right kind of had to turn our backs on that a little bit and yeah a little bit a little bit go but a it's, little it's, go mainstream it is interesting because like I, I just now uh, this where I am in this age I'm like I don't. Like I write, but I wouldn't call that a hobby. You know, it's like what is all these things we described are hobbies. Um right. but I don't know what a hobby would be now. I just do stuff. Right. Well now that <laughs> that the the primo hobby turned into a career, that's that's probably mm-hmm. the way we kinda see all of them. Yeah, that, probably so. That, that they're gonna end up that way, so we don't even think of them that way. Right. Right. If we're gonna do it, it's gotta it's gotta rise to that level where it actually <laughs> becomes an yeah turns from an avocation into a vocation. And some people might even say this podcast is a hobby. So there you go. That's crazy talk. I know it is. Any day now, <laughs> the money's <laughs> just gonna start pouring in. This is absolutely like, man, yeah. I'm, no, des- I'm designing I'm... houses on the computer. I'm getting ready <laughs> for the. I didn't say I was saying it. Some uh, some people said it. I don't know. <laughs> Some people, not me, not me. Yeah, no, I was we're, just we're... responding to a flyer I saw on the back of a magazine. Is that how you started this podcast? Yeah, yeah, it's a... yeah. <laughs> I'm glad Make you answered Make your first that. million on a podcast. Yeah, it took me exciting that, world. That magazine was so expensive. I only had I could only make one copy. So I'm I'm I sent it directly to you. So I'm I'm glad you answered the ad, William. The that would have been yeah really awkward. See that? You get a magazine today, Scott? But um, kind of wrapping up this hobby thing, yes. there's a new one happening to me. Oh. Um, and I think this is, <laughs> this, is very, this is very white. This is a very white mm. male of a certain age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even imagine what it is. Amateur radio. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Meter bands. Sine waves, megahertzes. Oh yeah. See, I had that. I got into that a little bit when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was really, you know, he's he was an electrical engineer. He was really into ham radios, and uh, so I kind of got into that a little bit 
very young, and I still I still am very fascinated by it. So, well, yeah, but it's it's you it's, could influence me. It is it. No, <laughs> well, I don't have to influence you. You're a white mm. male yeah, <laughs> approaching or, or entering into the the your fifties. You're mm-hmm. almost ready. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's it sounds and the difference is when you said that I'm like oh that sounds exciting oh it's <laughs> it's so not I mean when you delve no, into not. this field I mean it's just full of old, old white fuddy duddies it really yeah. is who sit around just you know complaining about the government it's the <laughs> it's it's really not an attractive bunch um, yeah uh, but you know I think what really started for me was a desire to go to ham fests mm-hmm. because that's where old computer stuff is referencing back to prime prime hobby number prime mm-hmm. um and the largest ham fest is in Dayton Ohio and it's coming up this May so that's so, what started me thinking about this and my now, son oh gone I was going to ask if, there, if they served ham there because that's that would be a bonus. <laughs> that would be great. That would that would pull a lot of people be in. A little they on should the think nose, about but this. They, they should <laughs> probably get a. Maybe that's why half the people are there going. Where's the damn ham? <laughs> Where's the ham? I always see is a bunch of fat old white dudes selling selling <laughs> electronic parts on folding tables. Um, my son is into collecting old computer games. You know, oh. all the stuff, you know, from the, yeah. you know, he dropped into this, this era of everything was 3D already. He's like fascinated by the earlier stuff. Yeah. yeah. Not the my era stuff, more of the nineties stuff really. And, um, so he's been buying games at thrift stores and stuff. And a lot of that stuff is at these ham fests. So we're going to go and. Well, that's we can enjoy this uh, ham fest. In May. That sounds really cool. You'll have to report back uh, when you when you go. And I honestly mean it. Sounds really cool. And a lot of people listening would be like, "So does not." <laughs> but <laughs> and I, me, I'm actually taking it up a notch. I'm going to try to test, take the test to get my technician class license. Oh, nice. And I had yeah. thought I'd bought a training manual a few years ago from Radio Shack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I went and found it. Now, I thought I'd bought it a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the receipt was in it. Would you care to guess what year I actually bought this <laughs> training manual for my um, technician class license? Hmm, I don't know. Let's um let's let's go back to the uh let's go back to 2007. Mm, about halfway there, uh, 1993. Oh my gosh, that's 23 years ago. <laughs> that's more wow. than a few. So that book was useless. But yeah. at any rate, um, that's that's what's going on with me and hobbies. Wow. Well, that's a that's a good word. Um, I'm sure I'll think of thousands of of other hobbies I've had after this. But uh, how exciting! And I, I really do mean that. If I if I was closer, I would be like, "Hey, can I go with you guys?" Because I, and I'd say to Joe, "Do you want to go?" And she'd be like, "No, <laughs> there's no part of this I want to be a part of." <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah, miles and miles of junk on tables. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds fascinating to me. All right, well, let's roll into our um, 
music segment here. Yes. Music in rear view. Tonight we've got something from way back in like, I think it's 1947 this first came out. Mm -hmm. It's a six song collection called Music Out of the Moon. And it says, it is a, well, the description says, music unusual featuring the theremin themes. Oh, the theremin. Themes by Harry Revel. <laughs> and it was originally released on uh, three 78 RPM records with one song per side. Uh, later, it got re-released as three uh, 45 singles with one song on each side, and that is the version of it I have. That's probably from the 50s. Oh, wow. Now, and is this... It, what, go ahead. Is it supposed to be spacey music, or is it... Is well, it I guess it's from the title, you would, you would think that, but the era of this is, you know, the early home music set kind of thing where there, a lot of the music was just... Uh, I don't know, very stylized. Mm -hmm. um, and so although there are theremin is used in this, um, I don't know that I would necessarily identify it as spacey. Okay. It's okay. more like, uh, it's more like jazz, really. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's give a listen. All right. This first one's called moon moods and this is probably one of the more experimental sounding tracks Okay. <laughs> it's got a little of everything, doesn't it? Yeah, just mixing it up in there, but but very commercially, very I'm like to me I'm like listening to this going, I could just picture some kind of advert. Yeah, that's what it sort of sounded like to me too. In fact, the uh sort of beginning part I was like, 
Well, we've we found our new theme music because <laughs> that was just like do 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 do. <laughs> so so nice and poppy, and I'm just happy. Right, but but super, you know, hmm. late forties, early fifties. Yeah, it's just yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, um, now this next song, th- these guys are kind of like the uh, the the speed metal of their era, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give oh, give really? this piano player a listen. All right. <laughs> Do you hear what? It's kind of a similar kind of trick they did on both those songs. Yeah, yeah. They don't introduce the theremin until the middle. Yeah. Of the song, it's like yeah. it starts out. Oh, this is just vocal and piano music. And, and then, then, it gets, then yeah. they sneak a theremin in, <laughs> almost imperceptibly. I also am befuddled into what music from the moon. It's just so such an. I expected it to be a lot more like. This is just sort of like. I think that this was an attempt to um, popularize the theremin, and so they had to wrap it <laughs> in a consumer-friendly wrapper, kind of, <laughs> yeah, kind of okay. like they did with MythBusters, I guess. <laughs> yeah, put a little candy shell around it. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you're like, oh, this is pleasant. Wait a minute. I'm listening to a theremin. <laughs> Those tricksters. <laughs> How dare they? I kind of like of... it. I'll get some more of that. <laughs> Ninja theremin. They come out of nowhere. But yeah, and this uh, this album came to my attention um, when I was a youngster fascinated with the Apollo moon missions. Um I had read in one of the books about the mission that Neil Armstrong had played a section from Music Out of the Moon from a cassette back to Earth during uh, during the mission. And he said that this is something that him and his wife really enjoyed. And then I came across this 
record at some some thrift store somewhere 20 years ago and it's like music out of the moon why is that familiar and then i remembered so i just bought it wow and uh this is the first time i've listened to it right now that is a i had not heard that story that's really cool i had not played these records until i played them to put on the show i like that he was like you know road trip time for some (laughs) tunes (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to need a good soundtrack for this trip. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. So you want to tell people where they can not write us or write us? Just Yeah. I just feel like feel like 1950s, like, yeah, Hepcats. <laughs> doodly, doodly, doodly. I don't feel all smooth all the and the poets hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. So you can... Um, uh, Scott's mom and dad, you can, uh, they already right. know. Oh, they already know. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, you can uh, email us at podcast at open up and over to the pub. William, snap out of it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I went to the moon there for a second. Um, let me try that again. Language you zero e- this time. <laughs> you can, uh, it was a, it was my ham radio, uh, internal ham radio, um, podcast at upandovercast.com. Uh, to date, we've gotten zero emails from that. So, uh, someone could just say, Hey, is this thing on? And then we at least know it worked. Um, you can also go to upandovercast.com or you can visit us, uh, at Facebook, facebook.com slash up and overcast. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. So I do have one question for you. Yes. Do you know how to make a sine wave? Um, you pick up its little arm and you move it around. Hello. Hello. I think we have come back. Okay, Capcom, give me a green light and we'll go for LOI. Roger. So is it button time? It is button time, Fido. We're go flight.